welcome to the Fin Factor. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. Thanks for hanging out and waiting for us. Uh, I know we had some gremlins to kill there. I uh, got it knocked out. Episode number 135. Aaron, there's not a whole lot to talk about, I think, in this yeah. episode. So yeah. uh, we're probably just going to say a quick good night. Um, but uh, unless you could think of something. Uh, yeah, I could think of a few things. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Fire away. What do we got? Uh, well, there, there are some games this week. Okay. Nick Bonino got off the scoring schneid. Yeah, that's, that's that. true. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I just remembered. Uh, Evander Kane uh, sent down on waivers. <laughs> Uh, huge news, massive news. Now, really? It's, it's funny because this is something that Aaron had talked about, uh, saying that potentially this was what was going to end up happening with mm -hmm. the Vander. But before we kind of get into all that stuff, I just want to clarify that this is not down for conditioning. This is not him going down there to uh, get himself back up to NHL speed and then coming back. This is him being mm -hmm. placed on waivers, put down in the AHL, and he will be there until the Sharks decide otherwise almost like banished banished i like that word it's good thanks i think <laughs> banished to the ahl yeah uh well let's explain the difference yes so usually if a player gets injured normally it's when they're injured not suspended for so long because you don't see this many suspensions for this long but uh when a player gets injured and they come back and they're ready to play uh, a lot of times they'll do a conditioning stint in the AHL where they're allowed to play X amount of games. Usually it's two or two three. Weeks. Two weeks. So they're allowed to be there for two weeks. Uh, essentially, that would be the maximum allowable for them to get back mm -hmm. into condition. We see this a lot with goaltenders, I think, more than any other position because goaltending, for one, when you're out for two, three, four weeks for an injury and you're coming back, you need that. You need the game speed, really. And the AHL is still not quite the NHL level, but there's only so much you can do in a practice or you know in a conditioning stint where you're just working out mm -hmm. before you're coming back and, and playing normal. So um, that would usually that's usually kind of when you see it around the NHL. So again, essentially, he's there to stay. And I got a little banner here at the bottom. I just want to let you guys know. Uh, if you're enjoying the video, please go ahead and hit the like button. If you are not subscribed, which I'm sure many are not, uh, please feel free to do that because when we do go live, you'll know about it. Hit that notification bell and you'll get a notification saying that we're here to talk with you. In fact, uh, one of the better things to do than all of that would be to just share. So if you see it on Twitter, please hit retweet. If you see it on Facebook, hit the share button. If you see it on Instagram, what do they do on Instagram? Is it share? Post to your it's story. A, there you go. Post yeah. it to your story. Whatever. Get other people in here uh, so we can have this conversation. Uh, the more, the merrier. So there you go. And thank you, Super Producer Jason, for putting that on the screen there. Mm. So, uh, again, this basically means he's there to stay. Yes. For uh, as long as they deem him uh, to be there. Now, he has to pass through waivers, though. And that's kind of the tricky part. Mm -hmm. So uh, the thought is that he will pass through waivers and that he will end up having to report to the Barracuda uh, who knows if that's what's going to actually let's, play out. Let's explain what waivers is. Oh, sorry, waivers, for, right. For the layman, like people. Um, so waivers is when you send a player, like in this instance, when you send a player down, you have to put on waivers. And what that means is there's 24 hours for every team in the NHL to uh, claim him. Mm -hmm. And it goes based on the order of standings for those 24 hours. So whatever the NHL standings are, this actually happened with Rudolph Balsers. This is how yes. the Sharks got Rudolph Balsers a year ago. Or, yeah, a year ago. Mm -hmm. Um uh, at that time, Ottawa had placed him on waivers. The Sharks put a claim on him because they knew they liked Balsers. Yep. He was in the system, and they had traded him for the Carlson trade. And no other, either no other team claimed them, or the Sharks had a higher priority because they were lower in the standings. So if yep. two teams claim them, whoever's lower in the standings will get them. So right now, Kane is in that position where he needs to clear waivers, and by clear waivers means nobody takes them. Uh, most likely that will happen, right. mainly because his salary or his yeah salary is seven million dollars a year, which is a bit high for another this season plus another three more seasons after this. So most likely what's going to happen is he's going to clear waivers, he's going to get sent down to the AHL, and then the next step happens, which is if he reports. If he reports, and again he is expected to report. He's expected to be there. In fact, uh, you guys seeing this will probably see this on Monday, um, Tuesday is the first Barracuda practice. He's expected to report there. In fact, uh, Dan Milstein, I believe, uh, his agent had said uh, he, he's expected to report. And we'll get to that in, in a minute, actually, because we'll talk about Dan in, in a tweet that he had uh, just a little bit later on. But it does say in that tweet that from his agent that he is expected to report where that's where he's going to be. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't think there's anything funny business going on behind the scenes here. I don't think another team is going to claim him. As you said, mm -hmm. that $7 million cap hit, um, they can make a trade. And yes, maybe you have to trade something back. Doubtful, but 
they can get some salary retained as well, which would help. Because right. uh, like you said, cap hit right now, the, the cap space is mm-hmm. a commodity. Right. And uh, for that next step, if for reporting, if he doesn't report, then the team gets to suspend him, which we've seen happen with other players too. And I think like maybe someone in the comments can help explain this a little bit better. But uh, if, if they suspend him, I think it's suspended without pay. So they don't pay him, and I don't think it hits the salary cap. I don't know that part. That would be shocking if that was the And case. then if also if that's the case, if they get to uh, terminate the contract, which could be beneficial for Kane. Yeah. If he works out a deal, if his agent's working out a deal with another team to sign him, if he gets like not bought out but his, term, his contract terminated, maybe that's the route they go. But we don't know. We won't know until Tuesday if he reports or not. Well, we don't even know if that's a valid option or not, right. if that's the way it would play out. But um, so again... For all intents and purposes, he is uh, supposed to be uh, with the Barracuda as of Tuesday. Um, it was kind of interesting hearing uh, Shang Peng asking about this, um, asking, is it fair that the uh, Sharks' problem, essentially, uh, Kane being in the locker room and not really fitting in and, and kind of having that toxic environment there, is it fair to the Barracuda and to Roy Summer to basically have to take on the Sharks' yeah. trash, the Sharks' problem? Um, and uh, Joe Will is very good at dodging Hold on a second. Oh, well. Why was he talking to Joe Will? Well, because the, the GM, uh, Doug Wilson, was Let's uh, talk out about sick. that briefly. Okay, go ahead. Like, like Doug, he, he's out sick. We don't know exactly what the extent of the sickness is, but he's uh, yeah. not feeling well. So. Doug Wilson is stepping down as the GM at, for uh, medical reasons for the Sharks, and it's just it's, they say it's temporary, but they don't really give you a timeline. Um, he's apparently had a cough and has been sick since training camp, and it hasn't gone away. So all the best to him and his recovery. Uh, they haven't announced what it is. I don't even know if he knows what it is. They're probably going to do a bunch of tests and stuff. Yeah. Uh, apparently it is not COVID-related, so that's good news, I suppose. Yeah. So in the meantime, Joe Will, who is the assistant GM, is now taking the place of uh, the GM position. This is why all these questions are now... I don't, was it fortuitous? timing for Doug Wilson to be gone for all this for him to be less stressed uh, Joe Will I'm sure is ready to take it on I mean he's been there every step of the way I mean so. I don't think I'm for joking. a second I'm joking I know I'm joking. I know, I know, I know. But I don't think for a second that uh, Doug Wilson would uh, would shy away from right. any, any of this stuff Absolutely. He's, he's very good at uh, speaking with media about these things and he's very good about dodging um, he's phenomenal at that I've had bosses like that before where you bring a concern to them and somehow uh, you walk out of the the office feeling a lot better about yes. it, and but they didn't do anything for you. They just and talked it through exactly. Right? It just yeah. kind of yeah, and, and and nothing happened, mm-hmm. but you just feel better about it for some reason. It's like I hate you for doing that. But, yeah, so so he's the because those people that don't time. usually beat around the bush and they tell it like it is, and so you feel better because right. you have a clear answer when you leave that room. Usually, <laughs> uh, well, go back to like you talked about. Some cap space because there's a question here yeah. of how much cap space is being saved here. Yeah, perfect. And you know, I think you hit this on the head uh, mathematically. Uh, very good job on the last episode or two, oh, whatever you. it was. That was uh, a while ago. Well yeah. done. Well Thanks. done. Uh, for all the times you talked about simple math, he, he <laughs> really nailed it this time around. Uh, $1.125 million in cap savings. So you've got a $7 million player who's essentially going to be uh, 5.875 math. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the <laughs> as far as uh, the cap hit is concerned, so um, that that's that's the savings is the one point one two five. Now, the the question really is, so what, right? This is a team that maybe is not going to be making playoffs. That's the expectation at least. Um, so what does one point one two five really get you? You're not going to go out and get a player with it. But um, Aaron, you had brought up a really good point uh, just previous to uh, the show start here, um, talking about what that one point one two five can get them. Uh, even as a team that is maybe not going to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, what can they do with that? Well, they weren't up against the cap, thankfully, to begin with. Uh, and this just helps them more. Now, cap space has become a commodity because so many GMs have have bloated contracts. The cap space didn't really go up as much as they thought two years ago because of the pandemic. So things kind of got stalled. And, you know, when GMs are signing these contracts, they're expecting every year the the cap space to go up. So then the percentage of the cap hit goes less and less per year for the, for each of those big name players. I mean this is why Carlson signed that big contract because they were expecting, you know, in at the time in 2 or 3 years the cap was not going to be 81 million, it was probably going to be 90, 92, right. 95 million, maybe 100 million. So it wouldn't be so big of a hit, but that wasn't the case. So a lot of these teams are kind of crunched up up against the cap. Vegas being one of them who just traded for Eichel, who's 10 million dollar player a year. Um, so 
a lot of these teams are going to be looking to trade some assets. Assuming the Sharks are not in the playoff spot, one of their assets that they own is cap space. And they're going to be able to take on either bad contracts, um, maybe getting some draft picks coming back their way with those bad contracts. So it's a good thing to have. I mean, look at Arizona. What has Arizona done with their really low cap space is they're taking on every single bad contract. I'm not saying the Sharks are going to do that, but in doing so, they've gotten so many draft picks coming up in this in this draft and the year after and they'll probably be keep doing it for another year because they're in such a rebuild mode um so it's a good thing to have it's better to have cap space than to not have cap space i'll say that sure no i like that and um whether or not he report again we're, we're assuming he's going to report okay mm-hmm. so um if he's reporting there and that saves them that cap space um, the kind of the, the question was was brought up, I think it was by Shang saying, is there a path back to the the sharks for Evander, right? And they did a pretty good job again of dodging these questions. Yes. It's almost like they practice. Um, but we do have a clip here. Um, Bob Bugner kind of talking about some of those types of topics. Um, I don't know if you want to set this clip up a sure. certain way or not, but yeah, there's kind of there's two they're kind of cut up, so there's two answers or two questions that are answered. One is kind of like are you glad or happy that this is kind of over with um, what what you're kind of going through in the room? And then the second question from Shang was a follow-up of, um, hey, if Evander does well down in the minors, are you ever going to call him back up? Are you expecting him to make it back to the Sharks team? Um, so it's interesting to hear what Bob's answers are, and here they are. This is from this morning. Yeah, I think it is. I think that, uh, um, you know, I've said this before. I thought that management's done a pretty good job of uh, a really good job of uh, sort of limiting the distractions from the players and from the staff, Um, you know, and uh, um, this announcement today, I think, is just another example of that. I think that uh, um, we like what we have in our room. Um, You know, I think we've created a pretty good uh, uh, family atmosphere and a culture. And, uh, you know, and and we're going to continue to do that. And, uh, um, you know, this sort of now puts this, uh, um, you know, puts us behind us a little bit. And and we don't have to, you know, not that it was a big subject in our room to begin with, but uh, um, it is nice that, uh, you know, we're moving on and uh, um, we're focusing on our jobs. And if it gets to a point where uh, Evander does report to the Barracuda, he plays well, and he's a good teammate down there, uh, is there, a, in your opinion, uh, a, I guess, a place for him uh, on the Sharks? You know, I uh, speculate, um, you know, and talk about hypotheticals. I think that, uh, um, you know, I just, I really am not even thinking that way. I'm not uh, uh, planning that, you know, we're going to see him at some point. I'm just planning for, you know, our group that we have here and, and moving on and, uh, um, you know, and trying to get us into a good spot, at least coming into that uh, that Christmas break, like I keep talking about. So um, really, it's not even, uh, uh, it's not even a thought of mine. Some uh, pretty interesting quotes there from coach Bob Booger. Um, I think he knows what he's talking about. Uh, Thank you, Super Producer Jason, for bridging uh, those two quotes together uh, the way that you did. I'm sorry, for those on the podcast, uh, they just showed a shot of Bob Bugner from the the floor up, essentially, looking directly up his nasal cavity. Yeah, it was a very poor camera work here (laughs) by the Sharks. I mean, they're on the road, so they don't have their crew with them for cameras. So it looked like it was either a laptop or someone's phone propped up for video because they weren't even looking at the camera, whatever the camera was. Uh, it was just a terrible angle. This is like, it's like Zoom 101. Like when people first started Zooming in pandemic, learning where yeah. the camera should be. Like it should be head level, not looking straight up your nose. And you could tell Bob has played some hockey. Anyway, enough about his nose. Poor guy. He's, if he's watching this, he's probably like, oh, I'm gonna. who's the camera guy for the coach's interview? Yeah. yeah. Certainly yeah. not Super Producer Jason. It looks a lot better than that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um... God, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so, uh, I, to me, hearing him say this stuff, um, again, it's not like a definitive answer. It's not of a, nobody's coming out and saying, oh, he's not playing for the Sharks ever again. Yeah. But you put all this stuff together, um, the locker room is a family, and we're such a tight unit. We're not going to, like, it sounds like they don't want to add that right. to the family. Um and then, and then asked about if, if they're expecting him to come back. Now, you could take this one of two ways. We talked about this. One way is what, what I think most people are probably going to take it as, we don't expect him to come up here because he's not going to be coming up here. The other one is, I can't 
think that far ahead for a player that I don't know if they will or will not come up, so why would I do that, right? I'm not going to cross my fingers and hope that a player comes back better than uh, than he left um, in a better mental uh, place than when he left and is able to contribute to this team uh, unlike we thought maybe he would be able to. That's what he's saying. I'm not going to cross my fingers here and hope. I'm going to work with what I've got. And with what I have is the, the guys that are currently in the locker room right now, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to aim uh, all my efforts at this group. All right? I'm not going to hope and pray that I got somebody else coming in. Right? You can't. So, yeah. you can't. So he's preparing for uh, the future based on what he has. If Evander somehow makes his way back to the Sharks, I can't say that happening, but if he does find his way back to the Sharks, so be it. But he's not crossing his fingers and hoping and trying to plan for that. I think that's the way that you should take that quote. Of course, many people are going to take that as we're happy without him, we don't need him, right? But let's also take into account the tweet. Let's show the tweet now from the agent here. This is what, what, uh, sorry, super producer Jason. Here's the tweet. Uh, I'll read this for the podcast people. Statement, over the past few weeks, we have been discussing Evander's return to San Jose. We were not surprised by the Sharks' decision to put him on waivers. And if he does clear, he'll report to the Barracudas. It's called the Barracudas. (laughs) Evander is looking forward to resuming his NHL career this season. Nowhere in there does it say he's looking forward to playing for the Sharks again and proving himself to get back into the lineup. Right. It's he's going to be working, doing everything he can to be in the NHL. Now, I want to go back because you had said previously that you believe that he will um, maybe not report, that he will get pushed down, he'll go on waivers, get pushed down to the AHL, but maybe not report. Um, I think from that tweet alone, I think we can safely say we're expecting that he actually will report because his agent is saying that, yes. right? I don't think that's lip service. Unless I think the Barracudas is a different team the Bar- than the Barracuda. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and that's just... That was not a typo. Okay. Then yes, I believe he will be there on Tuesday. Please put it in the chat if there's another team called the Barracudas with an S that we're unaware of. Uh, that would be is wonderful. It, isn't the plural form of Barracuda Barracuda? I don't. I think it's Barracudas, but I please. I don't know because it's like saying the mooses <laughs> should be the moose, right? <laughs> sure. More than one moose is still a moose. This is an educational program, if I ever heard one. Um, yeah. Uh, so basically, what we're saying is, uh, it, even the agent is saying he's going to report. So I think that is going to be the case. I so, don't think we're going to see him not report. Right. And Evander also has a, a no, no uh, three team trade clause, meaning that he submits a list of three teams that the Sharks can work a trade out without his permission. I guess like they could work something out and trade him to these three teams right. without like they could just call him and say, "Hey, you just got traded to this team." Okay. Cool. If they make another trade with a team that's not on those three-team list, then uh, he could say yes or no to. At right. this point, I don't think he's going to say no unless it's Arizona. I can't That'd imagine my he guess. says no. I can't, I don't, I, or Buffalo. I can't well, imagine he just... No, no, no. I can't no, no, imagine no. Buffalo taking him, but... Any team at this point. He knows he's not coming back to the Sharks. He knows that. So I can't imagine... And he wants to be back in the NHL. His agent just had a tweet saying the exact same thing. I expect him back in the NHL, not eventually, this season he wants right. him back in the NHL. So there's no way it's happening with the Barracudas going back to the Sharks. I don't see that happening whatsoever. So right now his agent is working the phones of every GM oh, yeah. trying to get him a deal and trying to get something worked out. Um, I'm sure the Sharks are also trying to, but more of the Sharks are like, if you can find something, yeah. we're all ears, give us a call. Yeah. That and, and so I'm like just based on that on that uh, statement I guess from his agent, he is there is going to be a trade, like oh. that's like definitive, like it's going to happen, right? Okay. There's no other way for him to go to another team right now unless there's a trade, I believe. Yeah, I don't see because other, the only other way is what they claim him, well, claim him, or uh, if he gets terminated, gets terminated, yeah, right, yeah. Right. which no. th- I think that would be a harder deal because. Like, a team could terminate a contract if the player also agrees to it. Yeah. Like, uh, Buffalo did that. But he's still getting paid. So, for him... Exactly. So, he has to have that lined up saying, oh, I have a $3 million contract ready to go on this other team. But that has to be already lined up and ready to go before he would terminate a contract. Now, he may be getting paid 5.875, whatever it was, which is more than the $3 million. But you got to understand, after that is done... He's done because all they're going to have him doing is playing in the AHL. Yeah. So I think it'd be smarter for him if he has an opportunity to get another contract to take less money 
to go ahead and make his way back to the NHL with whatever team and sign a new contract down the road after you've proven that you can be that player that he once was. So let's, you want to talk about trade options? I w- there's only really one trade option that we were even exploring that was even out there in the news because there was a trade rumor actually. Well, there's a few now. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Apparently, well, Vancouver's also interested. See, and which and again, is his hometown. He's from Vancouver. And I want to jump out ahead of this and just say, because we'll get to something else that I was right about later, is that I had said he's not untradeable. So, um, I mean, maybe it won't come in the form of a trade, but other teams are interested in this guy. Now, whether or not they decide to make a move and trade, um, that's... I mean, I don't know if you've seen where Vancouver is in the standings right now. Where? They're below Seattle. They're, the, they're actually... Seventh? Or eighth, uh, eighth in the Pacific. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think only Arizona, Arizona and Ottawa are worse than them right now. So their GMs feeling the heat. Yeah, their fan base is really angry because they have Pedersen. They have all these pieces that they should be a much better team than they are. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're desperate enough to make like a kind of a big splash and a big move and a shakeup. The Vancouver makes sense. And it's his hometown. Yeah. Um, anyway, the other one that we heard of. Or a couple other ones. One's Carolina. People are just kind of assuming Carolina because they have <laughs> D'Angelo. And they just don't care about bad apples kind of thing. They're just like, whatever they can play, they're going to play. Yeah, because they're a the bunch of jerks, and so why not, right? You just add, add a guy who's got kind of that bad reputation, and it doesn't yeah. seem to matter to them. Um, I, I had talked about Tony D'Angelo last show, and it's funny because there was another uh, show that I kind of briefly listened to a little bit of. I don't normally do that, but I listened to it a little bit, and one of their topics was why it's not a good idea to, to match up D'Angelo with uh, Kane and, and why they're similar or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I just wonder if maybe they kind of watch the show, but that's cool. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so, um, no, I mean, I, I, you, you bring up a good point because it's, you know, you've got Tony D'Angelo there who was a guy that was not well-liked in the Rangers locker room. He was not accepted in the Rangers locker room. The Canes took a chance on him, and he's thriving with the Hurricanes right now. Now, whether or not he's a good person, um, that's neither here nor there. But the fact is, again, this is a hockey club, not a social club. Um, It's a business. They're there to win games. They're there to put uh, butts in the seats. That's what they're supposed to do. So if that's what they're able to do with those players, then so be it, I think. So I think from the standpoint of the Hurricanes don't care about that stuff, where you might be like bang on on that one, saying that Tony D'Angelo, uh, if they want a Vander Kane, this is an organization that would accept him, right? right. I think you're bang on on that one. Um, does he make sense in Carolina, though? Do they need a power forward like a Vander Kane? Uh, who wouldn't? Every team wants a power forward like a Vander Kane. Okay. Every, every team that would be in a playoff position would want a player exactly like him. All right. I mean, you take away the outside stuff, absolutely. As a player, absolutely. Every team would So the only him. barrier to entry for him would be the outside mm-hmm. stuff. And if the Canes don't care about that, well, then there you go. That's your team. Kane on the Canes? What was that? Kane, Kane on, the, on the, Canes. the Canes. It's a match made in heaven. Okay. Thank you for that one. Jeez. And I'm the one that does the dad jokes, really? It's this guy. Okay. So the other one we heard about was the New York Islanders. Correct. So uh, was it his agent... On, I think it's on the tweet, or it was on the tweet yeah. of the agent, uh, the one that we had posted. Someone had put the Islanders, all they put was the Islanders hashtag, nothing else. And the beat writer of the Islanders had retweeted it uh, and left that up for like a couple hours yeah. and then deleted it afterwards. So everyone was like, what? What do you mean the Islanders are interested? With no explanation later right. on saying, oh, uh, sorry, I accidentally hit the retweet button. So that got that, things so. going because there was a rumor that an East Coast team was interested yep. in pursuing and, and trying to figure it out. But nobody knew any definitive answers. And not this isn't definitive either, right. but they weren't even really on the radar. Now everyone's kind of like, oh, wow, you could be on the Islanders. And obviously they could use the help, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that was interesting. That made me go, wow, there actually could be teams... That would be willing to trade for him, which is just silly, especially if they retain half the salary. Yeah, you know, you get a three and a half million dollar power forward. That's that's not bad. Who that's led rare. his team last season in scoring? It's rare. So now maybe maybe the Sharks leak that so that leak that someone was interested, right? To drum up interest of other teams to okay. get the price better. Like, oh, we'll take him for half a salary. Oh, we'll take him for three quarters of a salary. 
oh, we'll take him for full salary and we'll give you a draft pick. Right. You know what I mean? Like it just kind of, yeah. that's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> no way. But you know, it's, you see that a lot with trades, things get leaked because they yeah. want something better and they want other teams to be like, not miss out, right? I guess the question then was, what's the benefit to making that trade, but making him go through waivers first? If you're the other team, if you're say the Islanders or Vancouver, why put him through the humiliation of going down to the AHL first before you make that trade? They don't care. They don't care. No. Okay. They're, they're not going to... They don't care. Okay. They're not ready to pull the trigger. Maybe they want to see how he does in the AHL. Is he in game shape? Okay. They want him... They want the Sharks to take on the risk of him getting injured rather than trading for him, bring him to the AHL, put him in their minor system to get a conditioning He's stand. out of shape. Then he gets hurt. Damn. He's out of shape. So they're going to want him to get in shape, pass a physical... All that stuff, and that's going to be on the Sharks' dime. They're not going to want to do that. Yeah, That's a big risk for them. No, so they so. keep the Sharks at the risk. So it absolutely makes sense. So at this point, I think we've talked about the majority of things we want to talk about with Kane. So I think let's you go to the comments. I'm sure there's got to be some comments about Evanders, uh, things tons, that they, people yeah. are asking about. So You want to do roll call right now? We, we can do a roll call right now. What would you like to say for roll call? Um, tell us where you're watching. And if you think he reports. Sure. If you think he's going to report on Tuesday. If you think he'll report on Tuesday, and just if you think he'll he'll end up being traded, I think. Give us that. If you think he'll be traded, and if you think that he's going to end up reporting on Tuesday. Personally, I feel like he's going to report on Tuesday, and I'd be happy to see him get traded because um, as for as much stuff has been said about Evander, um, not a lot of it has really been proven true, and I feel like deep down he's still a, a, a good guy who's just got... Um, you know, bad habits and bad things that he's been going through, and I'd like to see him do well, um, but it's just I don't see it happening with this team. <laughs> okay, what do you got? People are asking uh, what you'd want back in return for him. Oh, I want two firsts and a prospect. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Corey, Corey Archuleta, I'd be happy if I got a bag of rocks at half the salary. It would be an absolute win. That's rude. He's still a good player, guys. He's just, you know, it's not good for the locker room. If we can offload him and retain less than half the salary, it would be an absolute win from Ryan Sontag. Um, Yeah, that's just funny. Um, People are asking about vaccinated if if he is. He is. So that question was asked of Joe. They asked Joe Will if he's vaccinated, and his answer was everyone on our staff and team are vaccinated. Let me clarify. He specifically said, yes, he is, and then clarified or, or followed up with, Everyone on our staff yes. is is vaccinated, all the players and everything else. He didn't say that with some caveat that, oh, since he's on waivers and since he's a non-roster player, we can kind of sneak that in there, but it doesn't really apply to a Vander. No, he said specifically, yes, he's vaccinated. All of our staff is vaccinated. So, yep. yeah. And now, why would he go through the whole fake vaccination card if he's going to be vaccinated anyway? That that befuddles me. But right. um, why get why go through all this trouble, man? Like because he got busted. I don't know. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Why go through the trouble and then get busted? Why don't you just do it if you're going to end up getting vaccinated anyway? Maybe he just got a big dose of humility because he thought he was above everything Untouchable. else. Untouchable. I mean, he was last year was the leading goal scorer, the leading scorer of the team, and was missing practices or was late and didn't get any repercussions for it. Yeah. So you know you're flying high and mighty. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not in his head. So I've seen a lot of he will report. I doubt he'll play a game for the Cuda. Be traded first. Oh, so you think that that trade's coming real fast? Oh, Graham Slam, thank you. That's a big name. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Any, your, your thoughts on that then? I I still think they're gonna let him play another week or two to get in shape. Yeah. And show that you can still play hockey and you're not. You know, you you just had yeah. How many months off? And he hasn't played any NHL hockey. Yeah. Since when did the April? I, yeah, I think April, I, I think I agree with you on that one. If for anything else, just to kind of again prove to whatever team is interested that he can still play, that mm-hmm. he's I mean, not that's lost a, his touch. That's a lot of pressure on him right now oh, yeah. to go in the AHL. I mean, imagine if he goes in his first game and he gets shut out and he can't get on the scoreboard or can't do anything. He's imagine probably, if he goes the Bonino route and he's gone a few games oh, and can't put one in. That would be that would be ruthless. Yeah. Um, that would that would might hurt his. Uh, Hurts confidence a little bit there, but yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we see him get in a fight. Not because he's looking for a fight, but I bet yeah. other players are going to want to fight him. Yep, uh, and try and hurt him and make a name know, for themselves. Exactly. So uh, he's going to have a rough go, I think. There you go. Any other comments there that are oh, screaming off the page? Um, do players save face by actually reporting for the AHL team, or is it more? I shouldn't. Is it more? 
Or is it more I shouldn't because we know I'm better? So you actually had a kind of a comp for this in Jonathan Drouin. I don't know if you want to kind of explain some of that or... Sure. Okay. Well, go. Jonathan Drouin wanted to get out... This is when he was on the Tampa Bay Lightning. He wanted to get out of the Lightning organization, organization and get traded. Um, there's kind of miscommunication. And Alan Walsh is his agent, who's kind of a, a bigger name agent. He's on Twitter a lot. I think probably the most prolific agent on Twitter. Um, he uh, he was saying that the Lightning told him that a trade was coming and to not play any games to not get hurt. So he didn't report because he didn't want to get hurt. And then the team was like, well, you didn't report, so we're suspending you. Yeah. And then his agent was kind of like, oh, come on, this is BS. Like, you guys said we were getting traded or he was getting traded. Um, so let's make it, let's get him out of here. And there, at the time, there was a lot of interest. So Montreal ended up trading for him right. and getting him out of there. But he didn't report and was suspended and didn't play in the AHL. That was kind of a, an example of what would happen uh, when, if and when you don't report to your assignment. Okay. So what could it's possibly happen? It's possible he could, he could get suspended by okay. the team if he doesn't report. All right. Well, there you go. Um, he would be suspended if he didn't report. Yeah, because, yeah, again, the expectation. And they said they talked about conduct and the expectation of conduct, the way that you're supposed to act, and that that is in place, uh, whether he's on the Sharks or the Barracuda. That, that code of conduct is the same, and they're expecting him to adhere to that, and if he doesn't, there are consequences. So I imagine, yes, a team-led suspension would be the uh, forefront of those consequences. Um, and who knows where it could go from there. Again, we don't know if... It's even something that he'd be able to, to be terminated for. Um, and if that's the case, then, I mean, gosh, that kind of solves all their problems right there. But, um, again, we'll just have to wait and see. And, again, if you are not subscribed, please do so so that when this stuff happens, uh, we can sit down and we can talk about it with you. We love having these conversations. So Yeah, let's get some more likes on the video. We got nine and two dislikes. That's kind of rude. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't care about the dislike. If you click dislike, it means you're here. Thanks for being here. We love you back. <laughs> Even if you don't love us, we're like your parents, you know? Yeah. Just taking all the heat. Right. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Anything else about Evander Kane in the comments you want to touch on or should we move on? No, there's just there's a lot of uh, speculation on, on people coming back. Like Ooh. One is, uh, I always forget, is it, it's Besser? Brock and Besser. Besser, yeah. yeah. Uh, supposedly he's on the trade block, which is crazy. Cool, but there's no way that they're trading Brock Besser uh, for Evander Kane. I think that they know they can get Evander Kane for cheaper than Besser. Yeah. I think. This is this is an interesting take. Okay. It was the media that alleged it was for a fake vaccine card, talking about Kane. NHL okay. said it was for a violation of COVID protocol. It's never been proven that he used a fake card. Maybe he was vaccinated. Okay. But what COVID protocols did he break? I mean... Uh, it could have been investigated and found other stuff that just didn't come to light in the media. But yeah. I don't know. I still think he had a big fake vaccine card. That doesn't. I don't think that really did. That, didn't they talk about that? Yeah, that was one of the talking points. Of them was was specifically the fake vaccination card. Uh, whether or not that was you know brought up or generated by the media, um, who knows? But usually they don't just make things up like that. Um, so I'm sure that they had some sources that they checked with before for doing it. So right, I don't know, we'll see. Anyway. Good? Yeah, let's move on from Kane. Moving on from Kane. Okay. Um, I talked about this earlier, something that when I had said um, with, with with Kane um, not being untradeable, and I said, hey, I was right. Uh, something else I was right about. And Here I'm we go. Happy to pat myself on the back again. You know, this is going back to, I've done this a few times, John Gibson getting injured, by the way. I had said that Nick Bonino is going to get off the schneid, and he was going to do it in the game against Ottawa. And wouldn't you know it. He gets off the schneid in the game against Ottawa. Yep. I'm just going to bask in my own glory. I right la when I, wa I was watching the game live, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Paul. Like, this is just – his head just got bigger. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just bigger and bigger and bigger. You notice I'm wearing this hat instead. It's got flex fit. That's why. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't in the room with you because you should have <laughs> taken over. This would have been head everywhere. In our Slack channel – I didn't say anything, but in our Slack channel, Aaron just – I think it was in all caps. Yeah. You called it! <laughs> It was so good. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, sometimes you you, uh, you feel really good about yourself, and that was one of those times. Um, I just, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it that I, I had called it, that not only was he going to get off the schneid, it was going to be in that game. You should have said it was a goal, because I asked you would it be a goal or an assist. You go, oh, that would be a point. Oh, really? Yeah, That's, uh, yeah I, it was I a meant, cop-out. I meant a goal. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. 
Then he follows up in the next game with another goal. How about that? Right? Uh, he was failing himself. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, I know. Uh, Bonino, 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 Bonino. He was uh, feeling it. So he almost got another one today, actually. Mm-hmm. That would have been a three-game scoring streak. Uh, but that would have been amazing. Can you imagine <laughs> going that long for the Sharks? Now, again, 700 games between being drafted by the Sharks and finally scoring a goal for the Sharks, and then he gets another one in game 701. But to go that long... Uh, for the season, at least, uh, it's, with nothing. It's almost impossible for how many minutes he was getting, especially power play time, and not getting yeah, a point. Something. Like, something could have bounced off of him in front of the net and scored, right? Like, something. And it just yeah. it's not like this guy was playing six minutes a night. He no. was playing 15, 14, 15 minutes, and not a single point until, yeah. until Thanksgiving? Almost Thanksgiving? Yeah. Like, right before? Yeah. It was before, right? I'm trying to remember what the game was. I think it was, yeah, it was, it before, was before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, what? I don't know if it was like yesterday. I'm I'm tired. Sorry. Obviously, uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving feels like it was already a week ago. That's why. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway <laughs> it, it was his seventh house game. His yeah. family was in attendance, which right. is cool. So his wife and kids were there. Um, so he got to. I don't know if he gave him the puck. He gave him something okay. afterwards. Like sure. he was just. But just when he scored that goal, the pure like he looks up in the roof and oh. just like. Oh, finally. And yeah. then you see how happy everyone was? Yes. On the ice? They were just they going nuts. Him. They mobbed him like he scored in game seven <laughs> of, a, of a series. Like, just, it was great. The reaction was, reminded me of Jumbo uh, when he scored that goal. He was on, on the bench. Yes. And he had a video of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that I'm one. Making fun of him. Yes. Yeah. That, that's what he looked like. He literally looked like that on the ice. You just look straight up and just like this. Like, yep. you're right. Like, he scored in game seven. Um, and and it was so awesome to see uh, his teammates, like you said, just absolutely mobbed him. Um, just they they all wanted him to score so badly. The guys deserved it so much, and for him to finally get off the schneid, and uh, they're just again they're just jumping all over the place for the guy. Um, it's kind of like, again there's, there's camaraderie on every team, but you know to see the sharks kind of uh, coming together, that family aspect that Bob Booner is talking about, mm-hmm. and everyone. Absolutely, um, just just so elated for the guy. It's just really good to see. And it's not just for him either. Like there's there's a lot of other goals that people score. There's a lot of first time goals yeah. that have happened this year, and equally as excited, everyone just seems it seems like they're having fun again, right? Absolutely. They keep talking about like the culture and that it looks like they're having fun, they're having a great time, and it it shows. It yeah. looks like they're having a good time. So uh, going back to the culture thing, like I just don't think like going back to Kane, I guess like yeah. it just won't work, right? Anyway, we had to go back to game. I know, I know. Yes. <laughs> we lied, sorry. Um, anything spectacular from Roll Call, by the way? Did you see any, anybody uh, from, like, Taiwan or something? Or you just uh, want to I, call people out? No, I got some Toronto, um, New Orleans. Okay. Uh, Minnesota. It's Lundy. Lundy's here. <laughs> hey, what's up, Lundy? Um... That reminds me, by the way, if you're enjoying the stream, you want to support the show, uh, please feel free to hit us up with Super Chat. Uh, we also have a Venmo available. I know a lot of you guys don't like uh, kind of contributing to uh, the Google. machine there. So, alphabet. Yeah, the Alphabet. Okay. <laughs> Parent company's Alphabet. Oh, really? Alphabet? What rocks do you live under? What's Did you alphabet? know Facebook has changed to Meta? I don't like you anymore. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, if you know what he's talking about, please put it there because I'll read it later. Um, <laughs> what's, what the heck is Alphabet? ABC? It's the parent company that owns Google and YouTube. Things Paul Our knows platform. Paul's knowledge fits in a box. He has a good stash. It's a shark show, dude. Oh, lots of comments about that. It's yes, lots show. of comments about your stash. Oh, yeah, really? Yes. Are they good comments or bad comments? Yes. Man. See. There are comments about your mustache. <laughs> what was it? It wasn't the head, it was the stash. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Actually, I did trim it a little bit, so maybe got a little bit smaller. I don't know. It's fuller. You trim it like yesterday and Just it's already back? Yeah. <laughs> yes, the stash. <laughs> Tom Selleck would be proud. I get that reference because I'm old. Nice. Anyway, okay, uh, enough about the stash. Actually, no, not enough about the stash. Uh, Movember, <laughs> this is your last chance to see the stash. So. I'm hoping that you guys will go to uh, mobro.co. Uh, find us on the Fin Factor. Uh, that's our, was it the dash fin dash factor, I think, oh, was our team name. I can point to the screen. It's <laughs> down there. <laughs> well, okay, but wait a minute. The people on the podcast. Read it for the people okay, in the podcast. Movember.com slash T slash the Fin Factor. No. Uh, the dash fin dash factor. Sorry, there's dashes in between. Uh, so <laughs> if you can go there, uh, and again, your last chance uh, really to donate to a great cause. 
uh, mental health, men's uh, health issues, prostate cancer, all those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it supports all of that. So uh, we would really appreciate if uh, the mustache that I'm still wearing um, was put to good use. So Aaron raised a whole bunch of money. Uh, kudos to him. Uh, I hope I'm making a difference, even if not monetarily, by still having this nasty thing up. You guys, uh, please, if you can, I would love for you to come to the page and just donate a little bit. Every little bit helps. Uh, so uh, again, if you could do that, maybe I next year we make that rule. As soon as you get your goal, it's gone. No, that's a horrible rule. That is a horrible rule, and I will call Aaron you out. Want a divorce, I want to say uh, thank you to my lovely wife for supporting me on this whole entire journey here. Uh, never, never once pressuring me to get rid of the mustache because she also did not like it. Uh, so just want to say thank you. Uh, She's probably at home you. going, oh, I need to speak up more. <laughs> <laughs> probably so, probably so. Uh, thank you, Lundy, for the $1.99. Told, oh, you, <laughs> told you would beat the wild and cane for brawn. Okay. Cane for brawn? Philly doesn't want I would take it. I would take it. Actually, Philly. I would take it. Think about that, though. Kane's the type of player that Philly would go for. Sure. Isn't he? Yeah, sure. That one actually might not be bad. Way to go, Lundy. I like that. Uh, not for Braun. Not for Braun. That would happen. He just wants Braun uh, back. Of course. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks, bud. So, um, uh, yeah, again, uh, if you can check out the Movember page, last chance to donate, please do that. Thank you. There, I've seen this a lot. So the Senators and the Islanders have now had games postponed because their players got COVID. That's garbage. Right? Why did the Sharks not have theirs canceled? 100% agree. I honestly think it's a scheduling thing. East Coast teams are easier to reschedule than West Coast teams because there's so much more travel. Depends on who they're playing. Also depends. I don't know if they have a hard number, like how many players would miss. Like if it's 10 players out of the lineup, we're going to cancel, and the Sharks had eight. Seven. That's my thing, or seven. You know, like, if there's a there's a point. Um, <laughs> okay, we just got more coming in. Ryan Sontag, $5. That rule about shaving it as soon as you meet your goal is perfect for that stash. For, for this stash? His or mine? I don't know. And then $10 from Rise. Go on record saying EK65 is trash. Go on record saying EK65 is trash? Does that count, me reading it? Uh, no, <laughs> I appreciate all the super chat, and I, I truly appreciate the ten. But uh, I, I can't say EK sixty five is trash. I don't think he's trash. Do you think he's trash because of his contract? Because his contract is eleven and a half million dollars. If he was a two million dollar player, would you call him trash? Because I think what you're saying is he's not. He's not living up to the value proposition, right? He's not I, giving you the value you're expecting. That's right. different. I really think um, he drives the team more than just like points. the points, like yeah. the the assists, but the breakout passes, the the calm under pressure and making plays and his playmaking ability is unreal. The the constantly being able to break into the offensive zone. That I mean, that is so key. To, if you want offense, you've got to get into that zone. And he does it every time. You see him with that wide stance. He's not even chugging hard. He's gliding through the zone. And the mm-hmm. teams give him so much respect. Uh, the, the opposition, that is. Uh, all they can do is kind of stick check at him. And he's just so good at protecting it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, you look at, I think it was Sheng Peng had the stats on this. Um, these kind of secondary stats that nobody really looks at anymore, or not anymore, but just doesn't even know to look at. And you see his zone entries, and he's like one of the best, if not the best, defenseman in the league for offensive zone entries. That is so key. It's not his fault that his team can't finish. He's not getting assists for it. So um, let's say, imagine not having a puck-moving defenseman, yeah. and it's it's hard to watch because you're so used to. It. I mean, we've had Brent Burns for so long, and before Burns, we had. Uh, Dan Boyle for so long yes. like it was we always seemed to have a very good puck moving defenseman that was able to break into the zone and and, and make plays like that and uh, I still think he's at the top I mean it's the Sharks are still kind of spoiled having both Burns yeah. and Carlson I mean everyone's like oh man Burns and Carlson they have so many giveaways yeah because they're making those home run passes and they connect every now and then, and people score on them. And again, I, I, we said this, I think, was it last season or the season before? If you take a look at the stats, you take a look at all the, the the players that have the most giveaways in the league, a lot of them were the top defensemen, the highest paid defensemen in the league, guys that are 
asked to move the puck a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the puck to uh, Mario Ferraro, and he'll try to move the puck. But generally speaking, he'll try to move it to Burns, who fires the puck up. Uh, with with um, uh, EK65, his partner, Middleton. Middleton's going to end up giving the puck to Eric Carlson. Not because uh, Middleton's you know unafraid of moving the puck, but because Eric Carlson's better at it. So if if Middleton were to make those passes, you'd see Middleton probably getting a few picks too because he's not as good. But he gets the puck to Carlson, which means Carlson's the one that's making more of those passes, which means more often than not, um, if it's going to be intercepted, it's going to be because he's passing it, not because somebody else happens to be, because he keeps getting the puck. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's it's a stat. Giveaways is a stat where you really have to kind of see, you know, gosh, how much is this player relied on to move the puck up? The more he's relied on to move the puck up, the more of those giveaways you're going to see. But he's also sparking offense in the times where he's not giving it away. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword to catch 22. Yeah, and there's some comments in here about it. Um, Scott K., I can tolerate EK65 now that he cut off the pirate flow. <laughs> That's fair. I miss the pirate That's flow. That's fair. I, I like I like that he, I think he changes it almost every year. Like, he has a different haircut or hairstyle every year. Okay. Um, Ryan said, Sharks did fine when all those players were out. I don't like the other teams are getting, oh, this is to do with the other thing, sorry. Uh, Redmond, he's better than the last two seasons, but I personally think he's not worth that much money. That's fair. Uh, Kellen said the continuous pressure relief he provides the puck movement and handling skills is a gift in its own. I agree. Like, it, there's not many people in the league. Obviously, you just said he's the best at it, right? There's no one of, if not the best. Yeah, yeah. There's by not the many statistics, that are not better. just by the eye test, by right. the statistics. So yeah, he's still. I mean, no, he's not the same player he was in Ottawa before he got injured. Yeah, he's older, but I think I think he's still going to be a pretty, very very good defenseman uh, for both the Sharks and you know, I guess the rest of his career if he gets traded at some point. He'll be a great defenseman. I mean, even if his skills continue to decline because they've declined a bit, sure. But even if they continue to decline, he'll still be a great defenseman. Um, at least, I'm sorry, the offensive side of his game, at least. Okay, because I know a lot of people have a problem with the defensive side, but his offensive side of his game is still going to be uh, very good up until the point where his contract is is done, right? So I have no problem with it. Um, I, I know it's a lot of money on, on the cap. I know it's a lot of stress on the cap. But that aside, I can't say that he's trash. I think he's a, a great player. I think he's great for the offense. This is key right here. Redmond said, I'm just still better we couldn't re-sign Pavelski. <laughs> that's, I think that's a big part of it. I think a lot of people resent Carlson because we couldn't sign Pavelski. I'm still in the boat that I don't think Pavelski was going to be coming back anyway. Before you get mad at Joe Pavelski, what were we just talking about for the entire show? I don't know what. Kane. Evander Kane. So $7 million goes to Kane. That money could have gone to uh, to Pavelski, right? right? Yeah. So it's not just that we couldn't sign Pavelski and he's the whole reason. It's that, you know, some of that money went to Evander Kane instead and look where we are now with Evander Kane. So in hindsight, hindsight's 2020, uh, that maybe wasn't the best signing. But I think at the time, before all these red flags were out there, yeah, Evander Kane's absolutely worth that. I mean, even, even today, he's still worth that money from a player perspective, take away everything else. I think $7 million for the guy who led your team last season in points isn't such a bad thing. Now, again, there's there's negatives in the locker room, right? I and mean, outside the locker room, too. But for the player yeah. that he is and what he generates on the ice, you can't tell me that there's not a, you know, $7 million is, is a bad price tag. So that signing made sense at that point in time. Obviously, again, hindsight is 2020. Um, and it's unfortunate because now we're hoping to get rid of this guy. Um, you know, you, you, we could have signed right. Pavelski. We could have had Carlson at the same time. I mean, for me personally, I don't like contracts more than four years long. I think that's just too much. When you get to five, six, seven, eight years, yeah, that's, I don't care what who the player is. It's too much, and and the Sharks have too many of those. And it's weird because Wilson seemed to be in the same boat. Like he was only doing three, four year contracts, and then all of a sudden he started signing Kane, Couture, Vlasic, Vlasic, Burns. All these guys get these long term contracts. It's like where did that come from? It, yeah. That's not how he used to do business. I don't understand it. So. Um, I don't know what changed. Well, I think he just wanted to keep the team together doing uh, it's the core. They were competitive. You're you're also rewarding those players for sure. years of almost getting there, right? Like they they almost got they got to the Stanley Cup Finals, yeah. And you think that you can keep the party going, and you're you also have like people are like people are really it's going to come. Yeah. People are going to be upset that Hurdle did not sign a team friendly contract to stay in the Sharks. 
I, I guarantee there will be people in that boat. Yeah. To me, he's already on a team-friendly contract. Yes. And it's not fair for him Absolutely. to take less money because as soon as he is in the decline, everyone's going to say, well, he's not worth... Right. It's the same thing with... with uh, I was looking at Vlasic, right? I'm going to pull it up right now. His contract, his original contract, because at the time, I would say he was the best defensive defenseman in the league for a couple of seasons. Sure. Right? I think he was a finalist for... Uh, Norris. For the Norris. Which is weird because as a defensive defenseman, usually you're not even in the conversation. Right. It usually goes to the guys that get points and it's flashy, right? So he had a cap hit. His first contract after his entry level was $3.1 million. His second, for it was for four years mm-hmm. at 3.1. His next contract for five years was 4.25. Oh, yeah. That's still super low. Yeah. That's like when he was at his peak. Mm-hmm. So now you're kind of like, well, if you average it out... With this $7 million contract, it's like, okay, the man got paid what he should have gotten paid yeah. when he was at the top of the league. That's why I don't, I understand, I see both sides. I yeah. see the business side of it, and I see the personal side of it, and also why people are upset, but they just don't think about the past. And to your point earlier, um, it was expected that the cap would increase, and that $7 million isn't as big a percentage as it is right now. If we're talking $7 million with 81 million versus 7 million dollars with 90 million mm-hmm. that's a pretty big difference right i mean that's a whole player that you get or that's a superstar contract that you get to add on top of that yeah so it doesn't hit as bad uh we just got a random question from the new gay oh. is the fin factor out of san jose or are they in another city we are oh. in san jose come on man come on this doesn't look like <laughs> montreal huh? no we, we are actually uh <laughs> we we're both born yes yeah both born in san jose went to school in san jose went to uh gosh kindergarten grade school high school together mm-hmm. uh, and super producer jason <laughs> he's in the back me too uh yeah him as well so yeah all of us born raised san jose um went to cow palace as uh, as little kids with our dads and yeah um yeah just it was this is where we've been our entire lives we just can't get out of this bubble <laughs> so we're stuck Luckily, we're stuck here. You're stuck luckily with us. can't get out of this bubble. It's a good bubble to be in, <laughs> That's I guess. True. Yeah. Well, until the bubble bursts, but right. yes. Yes. Anyway. Alphabet. <laughs> Still don't know what the alphabet thing's about, but whatever. Uh, good good point here from Caretaker. Sharks were planning on moving on from Pavelski since they initially tried to sign Tavares. I always forget about that. Yeah. They were going all in for Tavares. Yes. They were one of the last three teams, I think. It was them, Toronto, and I think the Islanders, because that's where he was. Yeah. Was, yeah. They were in there. Um but like they had like a dinner meeting, like Doug Wilson yeah. went out and pitched them and yeah. everything. Um, so yeah, I forgot they were they were going a lot. I mean, that was like one of our first episodes. Actually, we were talking about Tavares it coming. Was the yeah. first episode? Yeah. Yeah. Don't go back and go watch that. Wait, by the way, oh man, do not go. Wait, you, wow, you've been doing this for three years. Wait, isn't this four? Isn't it? This is four. This is season four, bud. Yeah, but we have been doing it for three years. We're just yeah. we're working through our fourth right Last now. Last year counts. Last year sort of counts. <laughs> Mostly counts. We were here last year. That's what I mean. So it kind of counts. Regardless. Right. Um, Any other comment, or should we go on to the games coming up this week? Um, Yeah, they're just there's this random talk in here. So stop with the random talk, people. Do something interesting. Yeah, Sharks did have a bigger offer for Devaris than what he took to go to the Leafs, but you also have to take into account taxes. Yeah, because he went to a Canadian team versus. Oh, yeah, and it was and his always, hometown. Was he's his, always wanted to play for Toronto. Exactly, yeah, these. that pajamas won. That's yeah. what Shoeshine just said. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, for those who don't understand what that is, there was a picture of Tavares as a kid in Toronto Maple Leafs pajamas. So they were like, oh, it's where he always wanted to go. It's always in his heart. Yeah, how's, how are the Maple Leafs done compared to the Sharks? Sharks have been in the finals. Maple Leafs haven't since 1964. Fair enough. They got a good team they've, now, though. They've lost in the first round every year since he's been there. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, so we've got four games this week, do we now? Um, Tuesday. We do. We have Starts four. off New Jersey Devils, I believe, on we're Tuesday. Doing the yeah. New York gauntlet here. We're there going you go. New Jersey. Then we're going to the Islanders, back-to-back with the Rangers, and then a stop in Columbus? Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that, that was like, from. yeah, let's get it over with. So Tuesday, New Jersey Devils. Uh, Thursday, New York Islanders. Friday, 
That's the back-to-back. New York Rangers. Correct. Um, and then the Columbus Blue Jackets. Sunday. Sunday. So, yeah. actually, that should be another one of these uh, Sunday post-game We'll be doing... Ones. Our plan is to be live on Sunday night at 9 p.m. I like doing these ones, like, where it's after the game. Mm-hmm. Even though we didn't even talk about today's game, which we'll do just briefly sure. right about now. First period did not go <laughs> so well for today's game. Uh, I think they had five shots on goal uh, in the first period. Yeah. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Um, and Reimer just stood on his head. Absolutely uh, did phenomenal. The game before didn't play so hot, got pulled. Uh, it was a 4-1 loss. 4-1, to the Sharks kind of like uh, being games that are 4-1 this season. There's quite a few of them, actually, yeah. uh, whether they're winning or losing. But the uh, today's game, at least, you had uh, Reimer standing on his head in the first period. Sharks wake up in the second, apparently in the intermission. They said, you know, we got to play better than this. Uh, we're, we got away from our system. Let's get back to it. And they did exactly that. Second period, come out. They had four shots in the first period. Four shots, my bad. So they had four shots in the first period. Second period, they come out, they get 15. Mm-hmm. Um, much better job of uh, being productive there. Uh, they do end up getting one. It was a crazy goal. Uh, Burnsy firing a pass over to Couture, who gives a little tip, if you will. Just kind of tips it off his stick right over to Rudolph's Balsers. Balsers takes the shot, and we think Balsers scores, but it actually goes off of Timo Meyer's shaft. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful because it was right in front of Flurry, and Flurry just could not move fast enough to make the change because he was probably from me to you is about how close Timo Meyer was to Flurry, so the redirection was just unstoppable. Um, really phenomenal stuff uh, to watch the goal. It's just unfortunate Burns didn't get the assist on that one because he did set up the Couture <laughs> tip there. Uh, but the, the, just if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. It's an amazing play uh, by Couture there. Uh, and, of course, the tip was just – I think he just – was standing there and the shot just ricocheted off. I don't think he actually tried to get it. Uh, but anyway, that was one nothing score there. Third period goes through. I think they only had five shots in the third. Uh, it was a very small amount. Three, sir. Three, my bad. So <laughs> three shots on goal in the third period. Just nuts. Uh, and one of them was the empty netter that went in. Right. So to make it. So really two shots. <laughs> two shots on Flurry. In the third period. Hey, you were right that, uh, about Chicago because I started off saying, you know, they, they haven't been a very good team, but you had said, you know, they're starting to pick it back up and yep. Flurry's playing better. And that was, by all accounts, this was a one nothing game and it should have been a 0-0 game all the way through because, again, that shot that went in, I don't think Timo meant to deflect it at all. It just kind of ricocheted. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, games that you think that you know, this team's no good, uh, there, there are no bad teams in the NHL except for Ottawa and Seattle. There are no bad teams, I'm Arizona. telling you, there's, in Arizona. Uh, so, you know, every team can compete on any given night, and every team's going to get at least a couple wins uh, throughout the season, so you really can't write any team off. And this is just one of them. <laughs> oh, something's funny. Go ahead. Kellen, Kellen Foster said, first intermission, Bob told the team, don't make me bring Kane back to the starting <laughs> roster. We have to win. I mean, kudos for the Sharks for holding on that first period from sure. the gauntlet. Or well, kudos to Reimer. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Reimer. Yeah. Reimer made some big, big stops. I, and also, Reimer starting again, yes. right? Yes. That's a lot of starts for him in a row. I was kind of shocked after the last game that he started. I wasn't, and I'll tell you why. They pulled him, and they put Aiden Hill yeah. in. That, to me, tells you that you know Aiden Hill's probably not starting the next game. No, They're but he'll probably him. be... Well, who's the better team, the Islanders or the Rangers? No, 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 not this next game. I'm saying the next game when he right. got pulled. I know. I'm just saying, like, the next game, the game upcoming games. Game. Like, you're gonna see, we're going to see Aiden Hill one of these oh, games because yeah. it's a back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who would you put in and, where, and why? Actually, the Islanders are not a very good team right now. I was going to say the Rangers are a worse team, aren't they? Oh, better. Really? Yeah, Rangers are 13-4-3, and, and the Islanders are 5-10-2. So, I bet Aiden Hill gets the Islanders start. Wow. And Reimer will get – that will give Reimer an extra day of rest, too. Yeah. Or a, yeah, more than whatever. Okay, uh, a couple stats on Reimer, by the way. Um, shut out, so one hundred percent save percentage. Uh, good on him. Um, Isn't it twenty fifth career shutout? First shutout this season for the Sharks. So no, Aiden Hill had a shutout. His first oh, shutout yes. this season. Sorry, I thought you Sharks. said the Sharks' first shutout. First shutout this season for the Sharks. Oh, that's too many stats. By Reimer is what I meant. Ugh. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, this camera over here. Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Send him to the Barracudas. Send him to the Barracudas. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we're all good with that. Um, what do you think about these games that are coming up now? Um, not so much who's going to start when and where. Who cares about that? But uh, do you think the Sharks can come out of here with three wins? No. No? Wow. This is going to be a tough road trip, I okay. think. Okay. Uh, New Jersey's kind of a surprisingly good team. They're kind of they're a young team that's up and coming. 
and they're kind of putting the pieces together now. I think a little sooner than they thought. Uh, Rangers are a team that are hot right now with okay. one of the best goalies in the league, Shesterkin. Shesterkin. Yeah. And then uh, the Islanders are just a tough, tough defensive team. They, it's uh, Barry Trotz, the, yeah. uh, defensive-minded. So it's going to be just a low-scoring, low-scoring game. It's going to be. I think it's going to be boring to watch. It's going to be one of those grindy type games. Do you yes. feel that that is um, that plays to the Sharks' strength, though? I think this season a little bit. Yes, but only if the Sharks score early. Okay. When a sh- if if uh, if you're playing against a defensive team like that and you score early, they're going to have to open up the game right. to come back. This is like this is how Anaheim used to play for a long time. Yeah. It was really Saint annoying. St. Louis, like it was just like oh, Arizona was mm-hmm. another one. You're just like. Man, I hate going to these games because it's so boring unless the Sharks can get in early. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's an exciting game because it's a lot more back and forth. So if they can get on early, which lately the Sharks, I feel like, have been scoring the goals first. Even in the losses, they've been scoring the first goal. So mm-hmm. like Toronto, they what they got lost, was it 5-1 to one or something to Toronto or 4-1? to one? Uh, they scored, 4 to one. Yeah. They scored the first goal. <laughs> they scored the first goal of the game. And then... Toronto scored all the other ones, right. but still they were ahead, so uh, it bodes well for them. But um, I just think I think we're going to see one win and three losses on this road trip. Oof. Okay, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to just hope and pray for two and two. Okay, how's that? We're going to say two and two. I think they're going to pull one out on a team that is probably better than them, but just doesn't play as well that night. I mean, so. even Columbus is twelve and seven. What's the Sharks' record now? They because they're they're over five hundred. Eleven nine and one. Yeah, very close to 500. Very close, but they are over. One game over 500. You know what? When they win more than one game this uh, this week, they will continue to be over 500. That's my prediction. Okay. Well, hey, I've, I've been right about plenty of things, and this is going to be another one. So, uh, He's stay- feeling himself. He's feeling himself <laughs> now, folks. Stay tuned, and if you're not already, please hit that notification bell, subscribe, so you can come back and watch me gloat to him about how I was right. There you go. That's what I'm going to say. So, anything else uh, to chat about here? Anything phenomenal in the uh, the comments? Or? Um, just uh, New Jersey, Mercer line will be tough for the Sharks. Enters aren't the team they were last year. Yeah, okay. so they're not as good as they have been. Um, I feel like the yeah. Islanders game. I, th- I feel like it's going to be the Islanders game is where you're going to get that win. Probably because yeah. they're they're the worst of those four teams that they're playing. Yeah, I mean even Columbus is better than them, and that's kind of a surprise. People thought Columbus was going to be awful. Tortorella's out of there. That kind of helps, but the talent just isn't there anymore. I'm going to say Islanders, Columbus. Those are the two that they're going to beat. I think they're going to win the two teams that are like kind of under them. Yeah, Columbus is about equal. Yeah, yeah. I think those are the two teams that they they come away with. So there you go. Watch, it's going to be the complete opposite. <laughs> Rangers, I'll New take Jersey. whatever I can get. Rangers, New Jersey. That's what Aaron's saying. Aaron's saying Rangers, New Jersey. Sure, that's what I'm saying. Right, good deal. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we do appreciate you turning in. Um, gosh, we got some, some uh, stuff Hold on, start. hold oh, on. Oh, oh, Ryan just sent us five bucks. When is Super Producer Jason going to get sit in those sweet third row seats? He does. He, he comes does? with us. Yeah, he's been he's been in games with us. He, Ryan's the one that, that was taking pictures of us that time. Wasn't was it? it? Was Ryan, Ryan, you were the creeper, right? I'm pretty sure it was him. <laughs> yeah. And then Nick just called me out. AA, Ron, get NHL 22 so you can join Paul and I in the misery that it brings. No. No, I will not play that game. I hate the loading game. It's not fun. It does take a long time. Yeah. Hey, Nick, you know this too, man. It takes a really long time. Maybe when it's half price because nobody's playing it in a couple months. Yeah, yeah. More people will buy the game. And yeah, we'll see. We'll go from there. Right. Oh, uh, we do have new swag in the store. There you go. You want to pitch that? Oh, if you, do you? you just saying. You go for we it. We have man. we have new swag. We yeah. have we have a fanny pack. We have a water bottle. We have sweatshirts. Yeah. We have a lot of people want a hoodie. So we now have a hoodie. Um, trying to think what else is in there. Uh, lots of sizes. I, the the yeah, fanny yeah, pack. Sizes. The fanny pack. I'm really excited for. Right. right. We haven't gotten it yet. We ordered yeah. it. It's coming in. Or our, uh, so yeah, we, we're going to order some of this stuff and we can yeah. show you on the show once we get it here. Uh, to, to show you basically kind of what it does and what yes. it looks like. Yes. So there you go. So any of that, any of the merch uh, helps also 
keep the lights on at the show. Support the show. And again, yeah. thank you guys so much. All of you guys who helped out with Super Chat today, if anybody hit up on Venmo and we didn't get your comment, sorry about that, and we'll get it on the next show. Um, but we do appreciate you guys uh, supporting the show. Again, it does help keep the lights on. So uh, Shout out to El Taro Goshima. Go Sharks from New Zealand. Ooh, nice. That's really far. Thanks. That's awesome. What time is it in New Zealand? It's tomorrow. Okay. He's in the future. Thanks for watching us from the future. <laughs> I feel blessed. Okay. Uh, uh, any last bits? We're good to go? No. Okay. Uh, we will be at the Pride game. Oh, yeah. our tickets. Uh, I think they're still selling that. And we should be getting our scarves, I think, this week. Jason, right? At the event. Yeah. Oh, at it's the at event. the event. Yeah. Sorry, I thought we were getting it before. Well, once we get them, we'll bring them on the show and display them and show them yeah. off. So, yeah. Very cool stuff. Perfect. I think that's it. Glad to be a part of that. Okay, so again, please go ahead and check out the finfactor.com. Support the show link. Uh, check out all the stuff we got there. Got some really cool stuff. Hoodies and water bottles and that kind of stuff as well. So as, as well as the original merchandise if you want to be part of the whole OG group. Uh, we got the uh, hats and the shirts and the stickers and everything else. Put them on your toaster, which we don't have here today. Um, there's a sticker. Yes, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's going to do it for episode 135. We hope you enjoyed it, uh, and we hope that to see you guys in 136. So uh, for that, now that we've said that. Yeah, and uh, thanks for all the newbies today. We had a bunch of new people in here oh. today. So thanks for joining us and finding us. And we're sure that that has a lot to do with you guys sharing. Uh, we, we do appreciate that. Again, if you are new here uh, and you're not subscribed, please do that. If you are, uh, you've been here for a while, please Kick this out to the rest of your friends and your family, other Sharks fans. Uh, get them involved. We've got the new people in here uh, talking, and, and it's just been a great discussion, I think. So uh, we want to keep that going for future episodes. So, again, thank you guys for that. So for Super Producer Jason, I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. We'll see you guys next week. Next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube.